This week on VMworld 2021, the Virtually Speaking podcast has grabbed several industry experts to discuss their respective products, VMware announcements, and some sessions to look out for. We're calling them VChats, and we'll be releasing them all week. Let's do this. You're going to learn today. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of buzz around Project Monterey this VMworld, and our good friend Niels Hagort is here to walk us through this software-defined, hardware-accelerated data center with Project Monterey. Enjoy. Niels, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, so uh, VMworld this week, lots of announcements, also lots of updates. Uh, I know something that we've actually spoken to you before about uh, is something that some folks might not be familiar with, but it's Project Monterey. Uh, and so I want to get the uh, I want to get the download. I want to I want to hear. Um, just give us the. Let's set the stage first. Talk a little bit about what it is, and then uh, maybe we can uh, pick your brain a little bit and hear what some of the updates are. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Cool. So. Give us give us the uh, spiel. What what exact project Monterey? <laughs> well, first of all, we uh, we announced Project Monterey last year, right? Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of buzz around how we can incorporate SmartNICs, aka DPU data processing units, or how Intel calls them uh, IPUs, infrastructure processing units, and um, how we can leverage that technology to do a lot of things. Actually, it's it's offloading uh, a lot of the infrastructure services to that specific SmartNIC. And that's without going into too much detail already, that that's the SmartNIC in itself has a CPU complex on it, right? A programmable accelerator as well, depending on make and model. Uh, so we, uh, with Project Monterey, we're, we'll be able to leverage those technologies to, to basically offload all those infrastructure services by doing so, increasing performance, but also enhancing, enhancing security because we're now sort of creating this layer in between the ESX IOs and the DPU itself. Right, so the workload is really on a different different portion within those than than the actual uh, distributed firewall rules, for example. So there's uh, there's quite some happening, and since since the announcement last year, there's uh, there's been a ton of work uh, within VMware to 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 engineer this solution basically. So this VMworld will show you more of what what it looks like today, even though it isn't a G8 product uh, just yet. Yeah, but uh, we'll. Nice uh, question. So first question for you is, uh, is this something that's available? When it's available, will this be available for all VMware customers? Like it's going to be just part of vSphere and, and all servers can take advantage of this? Or is there is there a certain family where this works better? Why start with the hard questions? Oh, be, okay. Maybe I'll put that <laughs> <laughs> No, well, with each and every, you know this, right? With new solutions, comes pricing and packaging and uh, all that other nonsense that we keep far away from. Uh, so I don't know just yet how that will look like. Um, what I do know is that you obviously need vSphere, right? That's mm-hmm. a, that's <laughs> that's a pretty uh, pretty and handy uh, when you. Uh, start thinking about Monterey. Uh, and in the first phase, because again, this is a multi-phased approach, right? With a, a GA version and, and we'll uh, develop along the way. Uh, so in the first version, this is mainly about uh, offloads for NSXT, meaning that you also need to run NSXT to really benefit from Monterey in the first release. Okay. Geek so can you speak specifically to what those offloads are? Is that going to be overlays? Is that encryption? Is that you know layer four, layer seven inspection? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, you already named quite a few. Uh, so, like I mentioned, it's 
uh, in the first release, in the first phase, is primarily about networking offloads. Uh, so this will be a new distributed switch, uh, a new version of the distributed switch will introduce, and, and you'll enable that distributed switch for network offloads. Now, once you start populating that with NSXT bits, so you set up your transport uh, nodes, etc., uh, then you'll be able to basically to, to, to have the NSXT client run inside the DPU. By doing so, you'll offload layer four, uh, uh, all the routing and switching stuff, um, uh, and and all the way up to layer four security distributed firewalls as well, while full IDS, IPS functionality comes in a later phase. So kind of looking, I guess, under the hood, is that, that leveraging some type of SRIOV or virtual queues and what it passes back? Like, what is the host seeing? Is it seeing multiple NICs that each have their own segments or... Well, the host, it depends. There are multiple ways to uh, to approach this. Uh, so we have ways to to, uh, to leverage SRIOV, uh, which will come with a new version as well, by the way. Uh, and it's not called SRIOV anymore necessarily. But we'll, uh, well, SRIOV is, for listeners who aren't like deep into the networking NFV world, this is a, a mechanism of of basically doing some really high-speed cool stuff, but historically it involved passing through generally the entire card to some network function, uh, so like a virtual firewall or some telco SIP router. Um, and it, it also carried the overhead of it broke vMotion. So when you start talking about this doesn't work with vMotion, this only worked with these like giant distributed telco apps, it was a very niche thing thing but it was very cool and to some people yeah yeah definitely and and like you mentioned as iov it, it, it's basically carving up a, well it is carving, carving up, a, up a physical function into multiple virtual functions and you expose the, those to uh, through direct path AO, uh, to, to the virtual machine if you will right um so that model still is applicable with monterey however you can also just connect um uh, virtual workloads to monterey uh, just by connecting them to a, a distributed port group. Mm -hmm. So there's still this distinction between pass-through for optimal performance, et cetera. Uh, well, I, th I think it's if you wanted more than 10 gig per VM, that's where SROV was one of the areas where you generally it came in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't necessarily the bandwidth. Uh, it was more well, around the pack was, pack yeah. packets per second, et cetera, because that's where but yeah. Delco's uh, really well, the look BBS at. has seen some improvements is the other thing. Some people who kind of got, I feel like SROV often got overused because back in the day, the, the PPS, the packets per second rating of the VDS wasn't necessarily super high, but that did get improved quite a bit a while back. Like there was a 10X improvement. So it, it's it's nice watching all these kind of networking improvements under the hood that we don't necessarily always talk about, but it, it's the work they've been doing for the past several releases has paved the way for for improvements like this. Yeah, definitely. And that is something that we'll discuss in uh, in one of our sessions about Monterey as well. Basically, the, the, the timeline of the data path innovation, if you will. Uh, so starting with just abstracting network bits with uh, with the vSwitch, right? Standard vSwitch in the beginning. Uh, we moved to a distributed version of that in 4.0, I believe, vSwitch 4.1 maybe. Uh, but then we started leveraging all these hardware accelerations uh, like uh, receive side scaling, uh, TSO, LRO, you name it. Uh, then we moved ahead with overlay networks with NSX, with first uh, with VXLAN, later with Geneva, uh, with NSXT. And we got to utilize the hardware bits for that acceleration as well. Then we get the enhanced data path with NSXT. And now all this sort of combines into Project Monterey as well, if you look at it from a networking acceleration perspective. Yeah. 
So this is going to be a big part of uh, uh, VMware Cloud Foundation architecture. I'm assuming this is probably going to play a big part in how that goes forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We uh, this this is really in a, one of those innovations that I feel is will be really benefiting a lot of customers. We already talked to a lot of customers about Project Monterey in an early access program we also yeah. uh, already have live. And uh, one of the coolest examples in those specific meetings was this this large uh, large company which was a university um, and they were actually trimming down uh, uh, at what level they do distributed firewalling because it creates well a lot of stress on the x86 host right on the cpu itself mm -hmm. we spend a lot of cpu cycles on infrastructure services like that ah, so they point. trimmed that down from layer 7 to layer 4 uh, and this is one of the great use cases in which you can leverage monterey and a dpu to do that processing work and have those freed up CPU cycles on the x86 host, on the x86 CPU to do actual, to, to do computations for the workload itself rather than those infrastructure services. Well, this is interesting because this, in a way, there's, I feel like been a trend um, in computing for the past, I don't know, my entire career and my youth of moving away from dedicated specialty processors. Like you used to have these sound cards that were enormous or, oh, yeah. you know, or, or every computer had to have some type of GPU, it felt like. Mm -hmm. And then gradually more and more things moved to the processor, moved to the central chipset. You know, even Wi-Fi is just something that Intel puts on their, their controller. And then this is kind of a slight, this is a reversal of that in a way. Uh, this is going back to more specialty processing, um, which I'm not saying that there haven't been, I guess, attempts before with FPGAs and QAT and stuff. But this is this looks like it actually has teeth, and we're going to see, um, I guess, a reversal of that simplification of the the server and the data center. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, John. This is uh, well, it's always a, in in our industry, it's always waves, right? So. Couple of years back, we're all going everything. To use again, exactly. Right? <laughs> well, we're going. Well, we're using time sharing, right? With virtualization, yeah, sort of. So things in a hypervisor, like yeah, maybe <laughs> technically do that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, but uh, host design and hardware accelerators on. Uh, are becoming even more important today, I would argue. And uh, maybe that's because of Moore's law sort of flattening out a little bit. Well, uh, so, I mean, one of the things that's driven a lot of this micro-segmentation and this layer seven everything is before, like, it, was, it would have been outrageously expensive to do this, so no one ever set any laws or compliance where security basically just gave up and said, you know what, I'm going to go defend the edge of the entire data center. I'm not going to try to inspect every flow. That's insanity. Or if I am, I'm going to do it with net flows or something. I'm not going to actually be able to block anything. Right. Um, and certainly not layer seven. And as these things become, as, you know, they become real and capable, more compliance, more governance, security's gotten bolder in their demands. So, you know, it becomes a thing of um, once we can, you know, someone's going to demand that you do it. Um, and so you may say, well, I don't need that. I have, no one's ever asked for that. But, you know, no one asked for GDPR yet. You know, here I am <laughs> on every website clicking d d reject cookies over and over. So, um, you know, th that's that's the thing is it, the use cases for these will evolve. And even if you don't think they are, you, you need to keep an eye on smart nicks in the in the near future and be like, maybe I should start putting some of those in my hosts. <laughs> Neil. Yeah, for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, yeah, that's the other thing is, you know, we're talking about the networking side of the thing. But there is also if you go look at I'm not going to speak to our roadmaps, but I'll speak to, you know, what Intel and others have waved around as um, and if in, NVMe over fabric offloads and other capabilities. Abilities have been demonstrated on these platforms 
or using them as as cash boot devices and all kinds of other stuff because they can pre- they can present a loop back of a storage and other things have been done with them. So um, there's a lot of potential opportunity for these devices. This is we're still in the very early innings of of smart NICs. Oh, definitely, and I I, I do think that we as VMware uh, are uh, on top of this. Uh, so we're working together with with the three major uh, DPU uh, vendors out there: Nvidia, Pensando, and Intel. Um, and we're we're talking about network acceleration. We briefly mentioned security as well. Those are really hot topics, uh, which we on, uh, which we will focus on first. Uh, but storage offload. Uh, remote vSAN, including its data services, uh, how we can present a DPU to a, a bare metal host even, right? To, right? to provide all of these infrastructure services to bare metal workloads, which are still out there, especially in the AI, ML, uh, data lake, telco industries. Uh, we're only scratching the surface here, yes. Yeah, that's true. Provide network and storage services to you know those other bare metal instances and things. So this is, I mean, NS6T already has extended things beyond vSphere, so this is a logical, I guess, move in general. So Niels, uh, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, we're definitely going to put some links in the show notes. I want to, I know there's going to be several sessions on this. I know Kit's talking about this as well. Um, what are some of the updates that are that we we can uh, expect to hear about this week as it pertains to Project Monterey? Well, no, uh, product management has uh, quite some sessions lined up with uh, with the various vendors uh, that we just mentioned. Uh, yeah. So we're working together with those, right? Uh, also with server OEMs to, to include this uh, this technology in, uh, in their environments. So Dell, HP, Lenovo, the, the usual suspects. <laughs> uh, but for my own session, uh, the, which I have with uh, my uh, PM counterpart, uh, such Jane, uh, we'll actually go over Monterey, over why we need it. A little bit what we discussed in this uh, this talk as well, uh, but we'll extend that with some demos, some early demos to to give you a glimpse of what it will look like uh, in in real life. Obviously, it's still under heavy development, but we'll uh, we'll showcase you uh, what we've been working on. So, quite excited for that. Nice. Well, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I I love those examples you talk about. You know, the benefits. We've talked about the benefits of the technology. Um, but for people who are considering this, you know, I guess one thing I want to kind of think about at the end is the business case. Mm-hmm. Um, these devices don't look cheap currently, but you know, when, what you just described is, you know, someone who was seeing way too much CPU cycles being burned, the offloads are significant. And when you think about all the things that you're paying for against those x86 cores, not just vSphere, but also your OSs, your database, you know, SQL or HANA or Oracle, you can have potentially with some of those fancier applications, thousands of dollars, you know, of licensing basically encumbered per core. And anything you can do to get those network offload, those network virtualization functions out can potentially save you a, a really comical amount of money. So this is, or or enable you to do things uh, closer to the host where previously you might have offloaded them to an edge cluster um, for that reason. This is this is something that I know my inherent gut reaction on this is this is this bourgeoisier thing that only, you know, the rich, you know, the the, the, the banking customers <laughs> who have all the money would be able to afford or justify. But I, I do think as this evolves, this is going to be something that we do to save money fundamentally. Yeah, I, that's a great point you make uh, because a really cool side effect uh, with, with leveraging Project Monterey and DPUs is that you can actually save up those CPU cycles, host more workloads on the, the actual host, right? while having all those infrastructure services on the DPU at Project Monterey. So think about consolidation ratios. You you might be far more efficient with putting smart NICs in your hosts 
and still be able to to capture more or host more workloads rather than having to to buy new hosts in that specific cluster right it's uh, definitely will be an interesting uh, interesting topic uh, moving forward yeah the the economics of the data center are fun like it's great that we can do all this network function and storage virtualization stuff but if we use you know, if we if we use 90% of the cores on the host to do it like congratulations we just built a firewall or we just built a SAN. <laughs> like it's, it's always been kind of my joke about hci like um we've got to be efficient in the way that we do these things or else like we used to mock those networking people who had dedicated you know i i put i consolidated all my servers these handful you know like to a handful of em hosts and you still have three racks of networking gear looking there is all dedicated appliances well i mean that's you know what we we're looking to to start have to do for especially yeah. for some of these layer seven things but if we can pull back against that we can we can stop the sprawl and at least make us still be able to feel superior to our our networking friends <laughs> exactly well because that is the goal well said well said well Niels, there's a lot of sessions out there for monterey as i mentioned uh yeah if, if you're going if you're if you're watching vmworld this week be sure to go to the content catalog search monterey look for Niels hagort uh there'll be some good sessions there for sure he always dives deep has the right content Niels, thanks as always for joining the podcast we look forward to having you back soon man thanks guys and hopefully we'll uh, meet up next year in an in-person event again oh i certainly hope so yeah 